0: On this episode of Resi Week, we talk CDS New Board and NSCA's Training at Expo. All this and more on this episode of Resi Week.
1: The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This This is is AV Nation. Nation. This is AV Nation.
0: This is Resi Week, episode 371, making good on promises. Welcome to this episode of Resi Week. This is your weekly roundup of all the latest news and stories for the residential AV industry. I'm your host, Matt D. Scott for avnation.tv. And this week, I'm pleased to be joined by two of my longtime friends. First, we have Mr. Henry Clifford. He's the president of LiveWire and a co-founder of Paracel. How are you doing, Henry? Hey, Matt. Great to be with you are you have you recovered from being in the bahamas
2: uh yeah it was rough but uh you know re-entry it's monday but uh, i'm on here with you guys it's a great what try. else
0: could you ask for no nothing exactly exactly uh then we have mr richard fergosa he's the principal at fergosa design how you doing uncle richie
1: mellow west coast pine pineapple express greetings coming in so we've got that weird weather storm coming in it's uh Staying away from the uh, from the flooding at this point, but away we go. It's not exactly mellow California right
0: now. You just have all the news right now in California. <laughs> it's we're in the headlines. Yes, I'm get, I'm getting all kinds of news drops uh, from Cali. All right, let's kick this off with a story that comes to us from CE Pro. Congratulations is in order. Cedia has seated their new board members uh the Association has uh nominated and elected Eric Bodley, Jennifer Mallett Stephen Goodhume, and James Radcliffe to uh essentially assume new board of director positions henry uh, so for obviously first of all congratulations to them henry let me let me start with you on this as a former board member like myself what's 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 on tap for them? what are you expecting to see out of uh, th- this new blood that's coming on to the board?
2: Well, I first, I, yeah, I echo your congrats. I, there's a high level of give a damn there with, uh, I, I know Jennifer and Eric fairly well. I don't know the others, but I think what's in store is on the back end of this strategic planning process that we sort of started together in 2017, mm-hmm. we're starting to see now, see really starting to try and make good on some of these promises of workforce development education etc so I, I feel like this is a really good time to be stepping up and serving and i think the board will benefit tremendously from i mean eric ran the board and has yeah. forgotten more than a lot of us know and jennifer obviously running a, a really cool concept and these other folks who have come on board, I think one, one of them represents UK, the other guys from New Zealand. So that's exciting, especially to see people coming back and stepping up. So I feel like uh, the membership's going to benefit tremendously. And uh, to, to anybody out there who's sort of grumbles maybe about Cedia, I'd say this is a good opportunity to volunteer. If, yeah. if you uh, have, have anything you want to see change, be, be the change.
0: Yeah, it's a really good point. I, heck, you and I dealt with that a ton when we were on the board of, because there, there was a lot of changes that happened right before we got on. And uh, there was always a lot of grumbling that when you, when you hit back with that uh, question of, well, you know, what are you doing to get involved? It's crickets, lots of crickets. Rich, one of the things that I've always found fascinating with the channel is how big of a role the association can play uh, for a lot of us and how involved and how excited and how vocal we get over it. What does it mean when we see, uh, again, a really wide slate of new people coming into the board and coming onto the board? And what is the association going to
1: gardener out of that? we're seeing year three of CDA the show and CDA the organization no longer being together
0: mm-hmm.
1: for the longest time and again i was at cdia two i always tell everyone i was never at cdia one uh, my old partner was at CDA one but i was at cdia two san francisco 98 um you know when we started out we always talked about is like the reason why we all got in the industry was because we all weren't going to make money with our bands or our gigs or whatever we were doing so we we're like let's go do this this will be awesome right we all needed day jobs and with the beginning of the association we'd always talked that it was a it was a core group of really dynamic characters who saw that we needed to come together and work together and a lot of it grew around that show. That show was the focal point, right? Mm-hmm. It was the, the celebration, the meeting point, the parties, right. You know I mean? They were there, you know, it was just, it, it was, it was just as much a community building effort in the early days as it was a business effort and early on with the manufacturers, because this was before the days of holding companies. This was before the days of seven brands under you know one international conglomerate these were all small boutique firms manufacturers included we were you know again we were the custom installation custom electronic design and installation association right we we even had a, a different name from what cedia became now in terms of the acronym and i'd always said that once the adolescence hit of our industry There were going to have to be some necessary changes, how you ran it as a founder, how you ran it kind of from rock and roll cowboy lifestyle wasn't necessarily going to work if you're going to be taken seriously in the industry and grow. You know, there's been a lot that's been done over the past few years, but it's not as sexy, right? It's not the trade show. It's not the parties. It's not for the younger companies or for the younger people coming in. We're looking for something more than a nine to five. We're looking for some ways to expand their passions into making it an industry but now you have established companies who are like no you know we we have we have rules here and there is a big part of how our industry tries to pattern itself after the greater commercial industry but at the same time in education but at the same time doesn't want to lose that rock and roll vibe from it so you have two you have these two clashing cultures at this point i'm glad that eric's back i mean i've known eric you know close to 30 years right he remembers where we started um but again like i always talk about the stuff like how many cd members know about the lobbying campaigns how many cd members know about all of the work in trade law i mean stuff that affects them truly on a day-to-day but where we get upset is well the show's not as big or i can't get part to i mean I, I get all of those things but it creates a crossroads for the association right i mean you're seeing the 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 growth of buying groups and everything else is that you have a choice you can stay small you can maybe make a living now but the way that we made a living 30 years ago is not the way that you can sustain a living now the world has changed the culture has changed i've said it often on our other show right software's eating your world so if you are a gearhead you know you don't want to be the very last of the guys who's working on you know coal driven engines <laughs> you know you don't want to be the guy selling coal on these engines so you know, a big part of Cedia is this transformation. You know, you're three decades in now, going on the fourth decade, you have to change. And that does require a little bit of not only accepting that you need grownups in the room, but that you have to be one of the grownups in the room. And that's a little tough to accept because we have this youth vibe about what we do. Cause it's still fun, right? Mm-hmm. It's still movies. It's still music. It's still flash. It's still all this awesome stuff that keeps me happy and, and, loving still what I do, but your approach has to, at some point evolve. And the only way that it's going to evolve is if you learn to start taking your personality out of it. And again, we have the business exchange. We've got, I mean, again, it's, I've had this talk so many times over the past 30 years and (laughs) I've worked with CD in the past. I've, I've, I've done a lot of background stuff. I've never been on the front end side. I've always just enjoyed being quiet support on the back. Um, and supporting the message and, and reaching out to integrators, because we always started Cedia with the reach one, teach one, right? It was about passing tribal knowledge. Now, it's less about how to hook up a speaker. And it's more about how to make sure that your p are going to be right so that you can get through whatever the next economic situation is going to be. And, you know, we don't want to see any, we've seen so many companies come and grow and rank swell and you can't throw a nickel and hear some guy, oh, I'm making money and I'm I'm going nuts. And then 36 months later, 30% of them are gone. You know, we're trying to avoid that at this point is that we want, if you want to get into this industry to give you the tools to actually thrive in this industry, not to go ahead and just flash in the pan, make a couple of bucks, make your big job right and then oh wait i didn't account for the fact that my profitability on the job is not when i sold it it is that 60 month period after the project and after support Mm -hmm. and after everything else where i've determined my profitability on my project that's my true money what's left five years after not five days after five Mm -hmm. years after and so again I, i i'm hoping i'm hopeful um because do I, I I root for CDM. I truly do it's it's they're a brotherhood it's it's yeah I mean it's it's given me the ability to do things in my life that I couldn't do otherwise and so you know it's not only about like I said asking more adults to be in the room but deciding do you want to be one of the adults in the room and that's what joining's about really you know it's not about showing up for a party or getting you know the press or everything it's like coming in and doing the grunt work what what are you going to do for yourself for your industry so. There's Uncle Richie's Fireside Chat. Thank you for joining, Matt. Uh, Henry, if you haven't. Any... <laughs> awesome.
0: All right. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad you brought up the being in the being the adult and, and learning something and contributing because it leads right into our next article coming to us from CE Pro. Commercial Integrator Expo welcomes NSCA as an educational partner. Now, if you've forgotten, Commercial Integrator Expo, whose parent company is Emerald Expeditions that now owns CDA Expo follow along, you'll do fine. Um, They are co-locating a a commercial show uh, with CD Expo this year in in Denver. uh, Again, during Expo, uh, where you're going to see some commercial exhibitors uh, in the resi space who typically wouldn't show up to Expo. In addition to that, obviously, they've partnered with NSCA, who is a huge uh, partner for education, et cetera, in the commercial world. So Richie, this is the this is the first year that Commercial Integrator is going to have their little uh expo, in addition to CDA expo at at the expo, we're saying a lot of expos here. Um, but it's a really big deal that they've brought in NSCA, even though I'd argue that a lot of residential integrators who only Moonlight, shall we say, in commercial may not understand how big of a deal this is. So Richie, can you break down how big of a deal it is for NSCA to be involved and to be offering the amount of training that they're going to offer for residential integrators who are working in commercial spaces? Process. (laughs)
1: It's (laughs) process, you know? I mean, you can't do 50 classrooms without process. You can't do 300 huddle spaces without process, you know? i'm I'm one of the few you know kind of uh utility vehicles that i I do you know there are years where I'm 50 50 you know commercial and, and enterprise and and resi and, and bespoke you know I' mean you know bespoke is my love right you know mm-hmm. absolutely I, I I love the five year build out of a home but it's a different animal it's a different philosophy it's a different psychology it is just it is you know just the hours and the expectations uh, of the players. You know, knowing who the shot callers are in residential are different than they are in commercial. I think that residential, given the state of consumer electronics, should always be a part of your business model. But I think if you aren't focusing on what you do super, super well in residential, you need commercial to do what I always call kind of the paying the light bills job. Right. You know, that, that's, that's the electrical bill. That's, you know, that's, uh, you know, your, 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 uh, you know, any of your insurance costs, those little things that keep you going, that consistency on a project. Um, But the only way that you get there, and the only way you get to be with the, you know, the big kids in the room, is you have to have process. And I go back to it, a lot of integrators are smaller companies, they're, they're founder run, so the founder has got seven different hats, you know, and Henry knows this. I mean, he's been, you know, it's been your market that you've been marketing to on the other side. And, and, and you know, I know Henry's articles, I've written, I, I've read several of them. They're fantastic because it taps into exactly, you know, based on your background and organization and everything else is, you know, it's great to, you know, improvise, adapt and overcome, but it's a whole lot better if you actually plan first. Yeah. <laughs> you know? it's a whole lot better if you plan first. Um And so um, by exposing the residential market to the commercial market, I think it only benefit the residential market. And I think in some respects, the commercial market can learn, too, because you do get this influx of passion. There's only so many, you know, elementary schools that you can do that ignite your passion. Um, You know, I mean, we're having an issue right now. You know, my wife's in education and in training. And, you know, one of the issues that we're having across residential and commercial is the labor pool you know how are we going to attract new talent into this industry because you're seeing that in a lot of these industries they're aging out it's you know we always laugh but it's it's the land of the 50 and 60 year old white man still in a lot of these these companies and you're not seeing um as much diversity equity and inclusion as we'd like we're trying um but i think that by bringing those groups together by exposing them um with all of these expos, um, you know, it's worth a shot. I mean, again, I was, I was in Barcelona and I, you know, we were at the largest residential and commercial show put together. And so we were at ISE. It can happen. You can see companies who are doing it. You can see that they can filter together. Uh, So, you know, the, the, my feeling has always been, I always recommend that residential people learn the process of commercial because it will only make your resi better. Yeah, that's
0: a really good point, Henry. I, I'm going to soapbox for a second, which hopefully will set you up for something good. Um, I'm I'm one of those companies that that Richie alluded to who does a lot of commercial, and we come from commercial. We come from House of Worship, and I see on Facebook and in a, uh, Instagram and and some of the o- other social sites other people in the residential space who are posting photos of jobs they've done in the commercial space, where to be incredibly polite, it's just wrong. It's it's done incorrectly. <laughs> and some of these people are my friends. And I reach out to them and say, Hey, let me, let me help you out a little bit. I don't know how long you've been playing in that space, but let me help you out a little bit, making better decisions and leading your clients to better outcomes. Because again, looks like you did a great job. It looks clean. It looks neat. But that's not the right approach. That's a residential approach to a commercial problem. What is your take on... Because my concern when I, when I saw this article was that we already know there's not as much uptake of CDIA training as we'd like right? Again, you and I were both on the board. We dealt with those issues. My concern is that NSA, NSCA is going to show up to this and they're not going to necessarily get the, the bodies through the door signing up for training that they would hope. And as an industry where we see a lot of people moonlighting into commercial and, and honestly trying to steer their business into commercial, They're not taking the trainings. They're not doing the work as Richie pointed out to learn the process to do that properly. Am I wrong on that? I hope I am.
2: I sort of feel like at this point, you've got this phenomenon that our industry's always been facing in just it's since inception, which one of my mentors described as climbing to a higher rock, right? We're we're always sort of running, running ahead of disintermediation. And so I think the loss of the loss of the middle market in the last 10 years has probably produced a number of different behaviors for integrators, whether it's been leaning into production, you know, scaling really big, you know, production homes, whether it's been going into commercial, whether it's been specializing in high-end residential, whether it's been uh, trying to do both. And at the same time, I think uh, I've seen a lot of crossover in terms of this resumersal sort of movement where you get, you know, kind of, especially, you know, COVID really kind of drove home this this idea of ubiquity from the home into the car and then into work and then sort of back home again. And I, I think, too, it's great because, you know, like Mandy Beckner, Who's now CD's director of education came from AVIXA mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you look at the AVIXA side, or you look at shows like Infocom, and or you look at uh, um, NSCA groups like that. Uh, you know they're they're all sort of after the same thing, which is uh, something Rich said earlier, which is just process, process, process. Right? It's this idea of hey, there's not 28 ways to do the same thing well there's there's like one or two ways in fact no there's one way and here it is and here's a cert here's a little ticket and so a lot of my friends who run integration businesses I think are starting to take the commercial side a lot more seriously and to some extent it's it's a lot easier if uh, we t- can take off our integrator mindset, and by that, I mean the integrator, the classic integrator walks into a subway and asks if they serve sushi, right? And so the the commercial world though has a path much like the electrical side does of certifications and levels, et cetera. So, you know, I, I see the adoption of training uh, the same way I saw it when I stepped onto the board, which is it, it's gonna be taken to the degree to which it's made easy to take, and so you look at CD's attempts at creating in-person training opportunities. Uh, my partner Dante and I we have a training business where we actually own a CD authorized education center. You know, in in Richmond, and train tons of students every single month in person and online. Uh, and to the extent that there's more opportunities like that through distribution businesses, through, um, outreach programs with schools, uh, through incenting that with, uh, through, through integrator businesses, especially the successful efforts, I feel like are the ones where the, the entity, whether it's, um, you know, NSCA, whether it's or whether it's a they reach through the integrator owner to that frontline technician with messaging that's meaningful and and give them easy opportunities to take entry level training and say to them, hey, look, here's here's kind of your path. Day one, day three sixty five. Here's kind of a Candyland roadmap, shoots yeah. and ladders to sort of get you through there. And that's what we've been missing is a really uh, strong, definitive direction. And we're only just getting to the point now where a CD is rolled out some of their, uh, their tools and just even more recently education, outreach tools, uh, toolkit. But even today, if you go into a school and you say, Hey, have you heard of CD? Have you heard of a electronic systems technician or the CIT cert? The awareness is, is still not there. So it's still very much grassroots and it's, it's up to us to push that forward, but there's never been more opportunities available than there, than there have been today. But I agree, Matt, that, yeah, you're, you're gonna still see because of the lack of standardization, um, folks who are gonna kind of not do the training, not take the time out and, uh, cause they perceive they don't have time. And, uh, as one of my mentors said, you know, we never have time to do it properly the first time. But somehow we always have time to fix it.
0: Well, it, it that's, that's the same thing that we say to our clients all the time, right? Is, well, you should have called us the first time because we would have done this right the first time rather than you pay for it twice. We'll, we'll wrap in one second. Let me just kind of throw this question to both of you, either of you. Is there more that, that CDS should be doing or could be doing to promote this aspect of show, the show, the, the, commercial side, or is that completely fall on Emerald as the, the parent company of uh, commercial integrator. And obviously the, the owner of CD expo, does that fall on them and their partnership with NSCA?
1: I think they're taking a swing at it. I mean, I just, I, I think we'll know after, um, what the reception is going to be like, I, I just. I'm not jumping on this one, Henry. I'm, 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 I'm just, I, I, that,
0: that, that that's where I'm at as well is the like, Oh man, I hope so. I'm with you guys too. Meaning like the messaging, I feel like if they just
2: maybe added a, 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 an aisle or, or a section like innovators alley or whatever, and, and started weaving it in. If I think if they make the messaging too much, like it's two shows co-located. Yeah. I think at some point people go, well, wait a minute, what about Infocom? And what about, you know, it's, it's certainly is, what's Emerald trying to do there is is Emerald try look, you know, positioning themselves squarely and saying, well, this is another Infocom or this is a crossover attempt at pulling people. You know? Yeah. The mission clarity is probably something that I, I don't really fully understand. And so maybe that's something I need to better, but I will say CDA show the CD expo has a strong brand recognition. So anything mm-hmm. that sort of takes away from the simplicity of its expo, I think doesn't really do any favors uh, versus it's probably much easier to iterate on the shit you know, cause really what's the the goal is to get people on an airplane into the thing, you know, into the, into the yeah. building. Once yeah. they're there, can kind of do whatever the heck they want. But as far as are they going to grab net new people on the strength of just having a small inaugural commercial show, I I don't know. It doesn't doesn't speak to me necessarily.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's leave it there. Thank you both so much for joining us. Richie, if people want to connect with you, learn more about Fergosa Design, where can they do that?
1: Uh, you can find me obviously on the interwebs. You can put Fergosa Design in or my name. Um, obviously, the socials at our Fergosa on the socials out there. But as I always say, I, I hope the place that you can find me would be here on TV in our suite of shows. Uh, obviously, I love being here on Resi Week. Uh, Steve Greenblatt and I are moving on to, we've shot past episode 100 and moving even on further with the State of Control, where we talk about the state of the custom electronics programming side of things. Um but yeah obviously uh hopefully you can find me here and more importantly if you can support our sponsors that makes me even happier. Yeah cool. oh yeah company for ghost of design.com. <laughs>
0: uh, there's a company man if I've ever seen one. Henry my friend if people want to connect with you learn more about LiveWire or Parasol where can they do that?
2: Absolutely uh at getLivewire the the uh the tag and at get Parasol and uh the rest of the time I'll be out in the garage uh sanding fiberglass. So uh working on a working on a little toy boat or playing with remote control airplanes.
0: I like it. All right, gentlemen, thanks again for joining us. Uh thank you for for tuning in. If you'd like to connect with me, you can find me on Twitter at Matt D Scott and most other social platforms. But more importantly, please visit TV where you'll find this show as well as a wide variety of other shows with all the verticals that we cover. When you visit the website, please take a moment to check out our supporters. We are extremely thankful for their support and ask that you check them out as well. Thanks again for watching. That's all the time we have for this episode of Resi Week.